Welcome, Pathfinders, to the Find the Path podcast actual play of the Hell's Rebels Adventure Path. Back on the case. <laughs> Back yep. on the case, indeed. Now, now with uh, fewer leads? Yeah, we're kind of at a dead end right now. Ah, uh, dead I've end. I've got one place to try. Uh, well, yeah, I suppose uh, jumping back into things, uh, as that uh, the implication was given there, when last we left our heroes, the Silver Ravens were combing the streets of Old Contargo, searching for any clues pertaining towards the murder of the killer responsible for the uh, deaths of, uh, you believe, close to almost a dozen people at this point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. More than we would mm-hmm. like. <laughs> Basically, that you had been uh, contacted, contracted, perhaps even, by the owner of the Devil's Threads, one Hedman Hase, uh, also benunks to very few, the Rose of Contargo, or at the very least, the uh, vigilante head of an organization known as the Rose of Contargo that also goes by the title of the Rose of Contargo. Mm -hmm. But also, everybody else is a Rose of Contargo. Yeah, much in the same way as the Silver Ravens refers both to your party as well as the entire organization that you run. That's apparently a popular theme here. (laughs) <laughs> there are layers upon layers of the same name to confuse people. <laughs> it's true. You had set off into Old Contargo to follow up on some leads. Uh, one, the site of the murder of uh, one member of the Rose of Contargo, a uh, follower of Melania, a woman by the name of Mirletta, who was killed in a, a section of the city where numerous streets converge into one location mm-hmm. known as the Rat King Plaza. Uh, that true. is not its official name. That's just what everyone calls it. It yeah. Creepy. Also, I did not realize that Rat King was an actual thing in real life that can oh, happen. Oh, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. It's horrifying. It's yes. it is. Don't Google awful. it. It's horrifying. Yeah. There are a lot of things that you shouldn't Google, and uh, that's one of them. That Yeah. Unless you just like having <laughs> nightmares, in which case, feel free. I mean, I feel like me and Heather probably have a pretty good tolerance considering yeah. how much true crime we listen to. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Well, there is a difference between listening and seeing. There are some things mm. that are, uh, are eyeball bleach kind of inducing. That is mm. true. But Heather also works in a hospital. Yeah. <laughs> Heather's seen some stuff. <laughs> I have seen some stuff. Anyway. You'd split up with part of the party making their way to the Rat King Plaza to investigate the uh, the murder site, whilst the other half of the party decided to go to Vespum's Artisans, believing mm-hmm. that the killer, judging by the information that you garnered via a, a talking corpse spell, had worn a an apron. And also smelled particularly of a, a horrible rancid smell. Uh, I believe it was described here as uh, rancid cheese and urine. Slurk yeah. grease. Yeah, what a combination. Uh, which you believe is slurk grease. Mm-hmm. A, uh, a form of grease often used in the construction and maintenance of clockworks. Mm-hmm. Yep. Gotta keep those things moving, even if it smells like pee. <laughs> yes. Gross. So, so the thing about it is they have to do something to hide that smell before they sell the clocks, right? It sounds like it's something that's done while they're constructing it and getting everything moving. And then afterwards, you just use normal grease. It almost, you know, or like a byproduct of making something. I don't think it's what they use when they sell it. Yeah, probably It not. probably <laughs> is also very pungent when fresh, kind of like WD-40. It is a very mm, yeah, strong smell yeah. when fresh, but once applied, the smell quickly dissipates. That's true. So, but if you work with it continuously, you probably still smell like it, regardless. Yeah, I'm certain your clothes have a particular smell if you work in a WD-40 factory. <laughs> I'm assuming. I don't know. I mean, I did work in a spice factory, and my my clothing always smelled strongly of spices. Yeah. It's like a, the spice um, is the life, subway. Though. Anytime you walk into a subway, you walk out kind of smelling like subway. Mm. Oh, yeah, bit. there's lots of places like that. Yep. Yeah, but subway's not a good smell. <laughs> I, I like know, the smell of coming like out of a barbecue place because then you smell mm. good. You, you smell, smell like bread. Meat. You smell like smoke. 
Mm-hmm. I am meat, so that's good. <laughs> You'd investigated the uh, Vespa's artisans and unfortunately did not uh, find anything there that really helped you. Well, Just we a clock. did find a lady fr- with the from Varicia, but she says she doesn't have a partner or anything. So mm. no, especially true. nobody who would fit the description because we mm. also then like kind of did a once over yeah, through this place. Yeah, there's nobody with an mm. injury to the leg that's making them have that odd yeah. gait. Yeah, that's true. You'd uh, then met up, returned back to the Rat King Plaza after the uh, party who had stayed there had spoken with a uh, a model named Tessie uh, who was working in a, uh, not necessarily, I guess it technically is an artist salon, even if it's just one artist's house, I believe it'd still be considered a salon. Probably, technically speaking, yes. Yep. Uh, I haven't read enough uh, mid-century, well, mid-two centuries ago, Mm. Victorian bodice rippers to really know the, uh, well, actually, I think it's more French than the Victorians. Yeah, probably more, yeah. The Further French south. salon. Oh, actually, I've read some because uh, Robert Chambers of uh, King and Yellow fame also wrote a large number of uh, romance novels. Well, of course you So have. they're oftentimes included. <laughs> they had to do something to pay the bills, and it probably yeah. wasn't the King and Yellow. Uh, probably that is not. honestly what he was known for. Uh, in fact, actually, the King and Yellow uh, book collection, that is a collection of his short stories, only has two things to do with the King and Yellow, and everything else is beautiful women and sullen, angsty men. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Like you did. Yeah, you'd gathered, you'd gone back there, you'd investigated an abandoned uh, operating theater and yep, found that, that uh, it did not appear to actually be, you're kind of hoping that Maybe he murdered someone 50 feet away from where he stays. Uh, but apparently he is not mm-hmm. that kind of serial killer. No. You did learn from that, though, that you believe that these are not murders of opportunity. No. Since he seems to have mm-hmm. actually staked out this person, which and is... And he smokes mm-hmm. a cherry tobacco. And he smokes cherry tobacco. Yep. Sure. You then set off from there, I believe, to uh, to go about your own business. Uh, I think Nicolo is wanting to return back to Vespin's artisan. I'm going to try to talk with Vespasio himself. I don't know how well it's going to go, but I'll give it a shot. Before you could reach there, however, you were passing by the um, House of Truth and Wisdom. Mm, Yes. Uh, When you'd seen a crowd had gathered upon its steps uh, by the notice board Mm -hmm. on the front of, uh, again, the House of Truth and Wisdom basically being the previous uh, central courthouse for Kentargo. I use the phrase previous, not that that has a... technically changed. That is the original courthouse, which uh, is mostly just used by clerks now and for paper storage. Mm. The sprawling building, once a bastion of law and order within Cantargo, uh, seems to have had little use in the last month and a half or so, almost two months, that Brazil Thrun has been in charge as he's moved most of the business of governance in the city from the actual courthouse over to the Temple of Asmodeus because he does not believe in a separation of powers. Mm-hmm. Or Church of State, at the very least. Or really, he was just like, you know what? We don't even need this separate building. We've got so much room for activities here in the temple. Mm. It's true. The Temple of Asmodeus is a really big building. It is a huge building. It used to be the Temple of Aridin. (laughs) It is true. True. Uh, It was one of the largest temples of uh, Aridin in the inner. I believe it was actually the third largest temple of Aridin in the inner city. Mm. Uh, After the large temple of Air was the Temple of the Immortal Sun, I believe, which is in uh, the capital of Taldor. Uh, which I think is an opera house now, and uh, the Temple of Aridin in West Crown, I believe, was mm. the second largest, which I believe well, is now office right, buildings also. <laughs> that's that's where he was supposed to return, you know, upon the beginning of the Golden Age, and then that sort of... And then, and then he slipped in the tub and happened. died. Yes. <laughs> Final destination. He file. slipped in his tea and died. Oh, no. <laughs> uh So, yeah, I suppose as we pick things back up, the five of you, six counting Raven, Always got to count Raven. Stand in the street um, 
Salt Street, which makes its way past here, beginning to approach uh, where Salt Street runs into Castle Road. Uh, in fact, Castle Road basically dead ends at the uh, the courthouse here, so that if you're standing on the steps of the courthouse, you can look on a straight line the entire length of Castle Road from here all the way to the castle. So they're actually designed so that you can look from one to the other down a straight path. Uh, it reminds me a bit of the, uh, what is it, the Royal Ma- Mile that uh, we saw in Edinburgh. Mm-hmm. A wide set of steps leads up towards this polished white marble building. Uh, the columns done in the traditional Taldane fashion. So imagine something basically in the uh, the Romanesque mm. uh, design of large columns surrounding the outside of this impressive looking structure. Rounded curvatures for the arches, all that stuff, not pointed yes. Gothic stuff. It is in the, uh, the old style before the Agorian Gothic phase started. <laughs> a notice board has been put up front here. Usually this notice board is primarily used for the announcement, mostly for public executions and excruciations since Thorne has taken uh, charge here in the city. Some of you had pushed through the uh, the crowds of uh, clerks. They're mostly yep. mumble, 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 you know, rhubarb, 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 uh, all around <laughs> you. As they're discussing this, as you step forward, look over and see a neatly pinned notice. One of many, judging by the fact that you think a couple of them have already been taken, there's about four or five of them left here, as if someone had slipped over here, pinned up a number of them, and then taken off. Chester will reach out and grab one of them before other people start taking them down. Reaching out and grabbing it. It's it's interesting because the clerks seem to be reticent to even touch them. It's like that, should we take them down? I don't really want to be in possession of one of these if the Detroit show up. (laughs) I don't blame them. Are we allowed to take this down? I don't know. Oh, what is it? (laughs) Then fight our way back down the stairs or not, like, with the mob. And then, I guess. You crowd around into a little circle. Yes. Mm. All of you leaning your heads. Raven propped up on Cesare's shoulder looking down. You see that is a another poem. From oh, the God. poison pen of Contorgo. Uh, yep. It reads, A shadow darkens now our streets. Into our homes it slips and creeps. The blind cry out for peace, but see their only option now to flee. A sullen cage now heroes trap. Upon its bars they rage and rap. Until at last from jails they break. Into the night they now escape. Mm. Wait oh. now for flames of freedom's rise. It's smoke to darken baleful skies. To arms we cry and move as one. Until Thrun's reign at last is done. Hmm. All right. Well, he knows about the uh, homages. I mean, that seems or like that's, that's what that's about, right? I can only think of one group that has recently escaped their bonds. But the question is, how? Considering it only happened yesterday, they would have to have some sort of inside connection. That's not something that the Tari would be spreading about the town. Well, I'm also wondering how they found out at all, because we went through this whole, you know, circus to try to get them to make it look like it was a legitimate transfer. Okay, well, they were going to find out when we didn't take them to the salt mines. They're not that far away. I'm sure Uh. paperwork is checked every day. They would have seen the false paperwork or found out they were gone when they came to drag one of them to be doghoused or something else, and they're Mm. not there. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, they were going to find out pretty soon. It's just how this person found out is a good question. Hmm. Makes me think that they're either in the government or one of the gods. Nobody else has any secret boyfriends, right? Not that I know of. Not that I'm aware of. (laughs) I don't know, maybe we're all just dating people that do stuff. 
I mean, if I do, he's probably pretty mad with me at this point. <laughs> Raven just looks shifty-eyed and claws, climbs back inside of Cesare's. Yeah, oh, God, Raven's the poison pin. It's Raven. <laughs> it was Raven the whole time. Okay, so, but uh, an open call for rebellion and burning stuff is bad, right? It might be more metaphorical. I mean, it seemed kind of explicit to me. Maybe. Hmm. I guess we're just going to have to see how the citizen reacts to it. Well, and the government as well. Mm. Rune's not going to take kindly to, uh, well, this ha- this reference in something that somebody got one over on them. Mm. Uh, is this also written in green ink? Yes. Hmm. Hmm. Much well, as the previous ones were. Much as uh, Laria. Oh, mm. Laria. I think Laria told us she's not the poison pin. No, at some she point. said she's not. Yeah. Because mm. well, I believe you asked her. Yeah, we already chased that lead. Still, it's, I think, on some level, though, good that people know that the thrones are not untouchable. Oh, yeah, for sure. I just don't like that somebody else is telling it, like, manipulating the story the way they see fit without us knowing who that person is. Mm. I mean, granted, they seem to be manipulating it in our favor, but I do understand what you mean. It may not always be that way. Until we do something that they don't agree with. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's why it would be good to get, you know, find out who this person is, or persons are and uh, get on the same page, pun intended. I suppose nice. next time something uh, dramatic happens, we should keep an eye on the notice boards then. Hmm. Seems like it. Well, there's nothing to be done here without knowing the identity of our yeah. Myra. <laughs> I'm afraid uh, I'm not very good at interpreting the squiggles and stuff to know who wrote the thing. That's a thing that people can do, right? Handwriting analysis, yes. Ah, yes, yes, that's what I was looking for. Thank you. But wouldn't you have to have a sample from somebody else to be able to identify it? I don't know. I don't do it. (laughs) Well, we have this sample, so if we got a sample from someone else, then we could theoretically compare it. It's like, I'm not the investigator. I have no clue. (laughs) It's also somebody who could uh, make a bunch of copies of this, or did they write this over and over again? Mm -hmm. I mean, it seems to be handwritten. Yeah, if it's handwritten, then it would have been hand-copied as well. Yeah, unless there's a magical way to do it, at which point Niklo looks to Cesare. It's like, I have no idea if there is, but... It is possible. You could enchant a quill to rewrite this, whatever it was written with at last, or there could hmm. be spells that allow you to duplicate text. It. I mean, just curious. I don't know if that was what was done in this case. Should we go in here and ask about those missing boys? Isn't this where they were? One of them. Angus, maybe, or the other one. I can't remember the other one's name. Um, in the House wasn't of Truth that the and Wisdom? Temple was- of Abadar? Yeah, it was the Temple of Abadar. Yeah, the House of Golden Abadar. Bells. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's always, I knew it was a house of something. <laughs> it had something to do with law. <laughs> Which admittedly, like, yeah, this is probably fairly close to a Temple of Avatar as far as such things go. But there's the holding house, the house of. Uh... There's a lot of houses. <laughs> mm. There's the safe house. Actually, we have like two of them now. Yeah, Ooh. actually, the, the house of Golden three, Bales is over by the Temple of Asmodeus mm. in Temple Hill. Yeah, it's kind of far. It's actually kind of far from here. Also, I apologize. I misstated and, in fact, just realized that I... Uh, it's not truth and wisdom, because I actually think that that might be something in Mummy's Mask. I'm that sounds a lot like something sure. in Mummy's I Mask. I thought it was familiar. Mm. Like uh, it's the House thing. of uh, Truth and Clarity. Oh, oh okay. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I think so, the House yeah. of Truth and Wisdom was something from Mummy's Mask, and I think it's... It's pretty sure it sounds good. Yeah, I feel yeah. like it's something in Wati. It, it is a cool name. I gotta give it that. No, this is the House of, house of Truth and Clarity. Mm. Unfortunately, I don't know if there's much we can really do with this right now, besides keep an eye on the city and see how the thrones and the populace react. Yep, pretty much. 
I mean, well, shall we continue on to Vespum? Sure. So gathering yourselves, you make your way. Travel the short way down to Vespum's. Judging by the the Datari marching their way past you as you begin to approach here, you think that someone has They've contacted them. They've got word them. that there's some bad stuff on the walls. <laughs> that being said, the last time that you were made aware of this, it was uh, at Long Road's Coffee House, and you can only imagine that they probably posted this up on numerous different mm-hmm. buildings. Almost certainly, yeah. It makes me think that there's a there's a group of people, and it's not just one person, because like it would be really hard to like surreptitiously go to all these different places and post stuff up. True. Yeah, hard to know. Well, it's also if one person writes it all, you know, pay a kid a few copper pieces, go post these up on these places. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. I mean, in the, you know, despite the prevalence, of course, amongst adventurers and such, uh, the common populace literacy is not quite as common. Yeah. Mm. He'd be like, I don't know what this says. <laughs> Somebody gave me a whole copper piece. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what, what did he look like? I don't know. Human? Yeah, he was some <laughs> bloke. He had hair. He wore clothes. Mm. Human, you say, or maybe a half elf, maybe a half orc. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you make your way further down Salt Street, passing by the uh, the grounds there at the corner of Castle Road and the uh, the House of Truth and Clarity, uh, which are basically are primarily reserved for the usually public um, excruciations. Not the uh, the term that I'm actually looking for. Execution. No, no, it's more uh, more like pillaring <laughs> and things like that. Hmm. Were basically the public embarrassments. Mm. Mm. I didn't even know that was on the list of things they could do in this town. Was the public embarrassments? Yeah, it's mostly fallen out of favor um, in mm. large part during the uh, the rise of House Throne, which mostly believes in pain as punishment uh, more than any form of public humiliations. I don't know. Having a kid kick you in the butt while you're pilloried is kind of painful. Or throw tomatoes but... at your face, you yeah. know? Yeah. Uh, in recent years, before the rise of House Throne, for those of you who are old enough to remember that, which I think is just Adrian Cesare. Uh, it was also a popular dueling ground for officially recognized duels to resol- resolve uh, issues between aggrieved parties. Fancy. Uh, unfortunately, it's uh, actually it's not too far away from the Temple District in case someone gets really stabbed. More than a little stabbed. You approach uh, Vespum's Artisans. Again, business is in full swing by this point, as you're actually, I believe, approaching the afternoon by now. Probably thinking about stopping at one of the food carts and all the rest of that mm. stuff over in Red Roof and grabbing mm. something to eat. Cesare's got to get across for his office hours at some point. Students yeah. might, you know, actually have problems. <laughs> nah. Students don't have questions. <laughs> or mm. taking a beeline up uh, Salt Street to go uh, hit Odd and Daughters and see if you can't pick up some meat pies. Mm. Uh, and also check out the ghost. That's what yeah, we're doing. Yeah, I was going to say, we'd be checking out the ghost if we go there. I was going to say, I, I was going to mention Reich and be like, we, we could kill two birds with one stone. Well, yeah, I mean, it's only lunch. at, what, sunset and sunrise that the ghost shows up? Well, sure. we'll head over. We're doing some investigation, and then we'll wait for sunset. We could do a little daytime analysis, see what yeah. the, th- the place looks like in the day, and then think about coming by later. Look at our EMF or whatever readers. What are they called? Get our ghost <laughs> facers, like, intro. Yeah. I think it is an EMF recorded. reader. It is mm-hmm. an EMF it reader. It is an EMF. Oh, cool. Great. Electromagnetic frequency reader. Yeah. Oh, very good. Mm-hmm. Approaching the uh, the building, you can still see these groups outside and hear the sound of industry coming from uh, inside of the building. You can only imagine how cheap the rent is for the surrounding uh, houses, although it doesn't go into the night, so at the very least there's that. Yeah. Mm. All right. Before we speak with Vespasio, um, I think it's probably best to go in a bit light-handed. He's very protective of the people here, so if he thinks that we're coming here on some f- sort of inquisition, he'll probably just clam up and give us nothing. Okay. Um, we're probably going to want to ease him into this. 
Would it be better if only a few of us go, or perhaps just you alone? If a large group of us approaches, is he going to already be put on guard? Probably. I mean, he's probably at first just going to think I'm trying to get all of your jobs, but... Uh... Cesare looks down at his fancy clothes and then looks at the clockwork building <laughs> like, okay. Clockmakers wear all sorts of things, you know? Someone's got to enchant the clockwork birds. Yeah. yeah well, someone has to figure out how the clockwork all goes together in the first place, you know? It's more than just, like, making stuff. Sure, yeah. yeah, somebody has to design it. Mm-hmm. Engineers don't usually wear, you know, well, I mean, it depends on the type of engineer, but uh, I was going to say, as a software engineer, I'm T-shirt and shorts. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, something like a architecture engineer might actually have to go out in the field sometimes. So depending. Anyway, it's up to all of you. I don't mind going in alone. I don't know. I think the best approach really is just going to be to do this calmly. I know him. I mean, we've spoken a few times. Hmm. I think keeping the numbers lower, as the professor suggested, would be the best course of action. Maybe just one, two, max three people go inside. Whichever way you want to do it's fine with me. I guess I'll go in there real quick and try to talk with them. If I figure anything out, we'll go from there. Okay. We give you a thumbs up. Believe yeah. in you, buddy. <laughs> All right. Here we here goes everything. I'm going to poke around yeah. out here and see if there's anybody that needs any glass work done as part of their yeah, why not? Blocks. I don't know. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Like picture frames. If it's a metal frame, you might want some glass to go yeah, over the picture, yeah. you know? Are there kids selling any broadsheets or anything around here? I mean, there Looking almost usually paper. are on any, you know, Yeah, news, I want to just grab the paper and flip through it and see if there's any mention of anything about what happened yesterday. Probably not, but just in case. Oh, I thought you were going to, like, hide behind it and sit on a no. bench. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would be really funny, but... <laughs> Yeah, and I guess Lucia is going to, um, I've already used the cloak's ability, so I can, I don't need to be, like, walking around. I've already walked around inside of there, so I think I'll just uh, browse and kind of people watch and see if I see anybody who might fit the description. Yeah, I mean, you never know. Maybe he'll come in the like afternoon. Maybe he'll come in, come out, something like mm. that, so I'll just kind of wander around. Maybe he sleeps in. Maybe he's on the afternoon shift. Who knows? Uh, Victoria is probably going to be like listening around the the people and seeing if anybody says anything suspicious or listening for a Varishian accent, that sort of thing. Oh. Yeah. Niccolo, you make your way forward. Step beneath the awning, make your way through the workshop area here. Again, a number of the people here know you, or at the very least have seen you come in often enough to go, it's like, oh, it's that guy. I'm a little distinctive. Yeah, you stand out a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. You make your way inside, uh, immediately hit with that, uh, one, the overwhelming stench of this place, uh, two, the heat from the various uh, forges as they actually do forge a number of the pieces here. There's that whining metal sound as there's like a grinding stone off towards mm. the side where they're grinding out the edge on pieces. There's the hammering sound of uh, both the loud hammering sound of them bending metal into its proper shape and the uh, the soft rap, 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 rap sound of uh, someone working in filigree onto a large metal plate uh, mm. or silver working back in the back. You quickly navigate your way through here, ducking and weaving around the various people with practiced ease, uh, having uh, had a greater mastery now of your, your tell than you ever have in your life. It's true. And also having been beamed by one of the beams <laughs> at one point. So yes. it hurts. No longer... Uh, Having to worry so much about your tail getting caught in the fire or anything. <laughs> like, oh, God. You ascend up towards one of the upper levels. Note a, uh, a young tiefling uh, woman working here that you'd actually helped secure a, uh, a position here once before. 
Uh, one of the few times that you'd actually manage to successfully secure a position here because Vespam's Artisans does require a certain degree more skill yeah. than uh, loading or unload than the physical labor that usually comes with most of the jobs that you secure for people. Mm -hmm. You actually have to know what you're doing to work here. Yes. Leaning in, you can uh, quickly ask her for uh, where Vespam is and she points back to the only office as I suppose you make your way back towards it. Yeah, I'll give her a thumbs up and head over. Everybody else is in an open office plan. Yep. <laughs> well, again, it's it's more like a community workspace. So, uh, and again, the uh, the upper level overlooks the first floor, which is below it, and kind of like hangs over where the uh, the delicate work is done up on the second floor, whereas the uh, the hard labor is done down below. Making your way down, you uh, you find a set of three steps, which leads up to the only, for lack of better term, office here. Uh, which is mostly stone as most of this building is, although it's supported by the large columns within. Uh, it is a weird mix of the old style for this structure that exi originally existed here, which is done in the traditional, uh, for lack of a better term, Taldane style. And this, it almost makes you think of a warehouse uh, where it's wooden walls with large glass windows. So it's basically an office that overlooks the second and lower floor as it protrudes slightly out with glass windows on three sides and uh, two sets of stairs that come up to doors on either side of the room. Uh, even as you can approach, you can see uh, Vespin leaning over uh, nearly like a nose to quill uh, over his desk. Hmm. Opening the uh, the door... Because knocking within. is he's not going to hear. <laughs> no. Uh, he, he does hear me. when the door opens and mm -hmm. uh, the the sound in here escalates a little bit. As you can only imagine that the uh, the glass on these windows is quite thick to drone mm -hmm. out a majority of the noise outside. Vespum's chamber is uh, relatively small. From one side to the other, you'd say no more than about 10 feet across. It's basically a 10 foot square. His desk is actually set up in the center of the room so his back is actually to the workspace although at any point he can just kind of turn around and glance down there if there's any alarm raised or issues or anything like that his desk is a what you can only describe as controlled chaos <laughs> uh, where there's <laughs> so one massive desk. stack <laughs> yes there's one stack on one side that you believe is incoming orders and one stack on the other side which is outgoing orders a large display covers the wall uh, opposite of him, so the wall to your right when you step in, which is covered with a variety of different exceptionally complex looking devices. These are mostly clockwork in origin. It seem to be primarily a manner of strange devices, toys, and clocks, of course, which are a rather popular thing. Uh, stepping in here, it is actually quiet enough for you to hear the, uh, the constant ticking sound as he seems to have matched up every single one of these clockwork devices, so they tick simultaneously. As you can only imagine, one thing ticking out of time with everything else would probably be insanity-inducing. Probably, but also that had to have taken forever. Uh, and requires constant maintenance because yeah. there's, uh, there's in clocks, there's drift. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Vespasio Vespum is a uh, short man, standing only about five foot two. He has a fringe of white hair, although he's completely bald across the top and wild white eyebrows. His face is given a kindly, almost grandfatherly look from the pair of spectacles that prop at the top of his nose. His features are soft and kind, and he's a man uh, that has obviously given himself a little bit to see as he's gotten older, so filled out a little bit in the waist now that he's uh, not hammering away in front of a forge all day and is up here working and pushing papers. Hmm. Uh, he wears a simple white shirt and a, uh, a brown vest, and glances up, you know, furrows his brow for a moment in that, like, 
did I have a meeting? Sort of look. <laughs> May I come in? Yes, Mr. Ida, please. Yes. Good to see you again, Mr. Vespa. Take a seat. In this, in my head, this guy is a gnome. I don't know why, but eyebrows. I don't have the artwork immediately available for me. But he sounds me. just like a little grandfatherly gnome. <laughs> I think he's a human, but still. Trying to avoid the bleaching. <laughs> but he looks a lot like uh, Wallace Shawn. Who? Who? The inconceivable guy from The Princess Bride. Mm, yes. Okay. It's like that okay. name sounds familiar, okay. but I could not place yeah. it. He's still he, he a, looks gnome a lot in my like head. that. Guy. Okay, little. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that almost just solidifies it. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> Vespasio smiles, nods to you as you take your seat, stands up, makes his way over towards the side where there's this uh, this clockwork you know, thing, kind of contraption kind of whirling away as he reaches over there, takes out. A, it's basically the equivalent of like a coffee maker. Hmm. Pours both of you a cup before setting it down. Sits down opposite of you. I could certainly use it today. Getting to work early then. <laughs> no, more staying up late, but. Uh, Burning the midnight oil. Yes. Well, Why not chuck the whole candle in? Burn it all at once. Uh, it's fair. <laughs> but you know, you know what they say about the candle that burns brightest. Mm-hmm. It flashes out in an instant. Only if you're doing something wrong. <laughs> well, true. How can I be of assistance to you today? Well, um, this isn't a normal call, unfortunately. I wish I had something a bit uh, happier to talk about. No. Uh, I've actually come to ask you for a favor. All right. Well, I can see what we can do. I never yeah. agree to anything before I hear the terms, though. Of course. I mean... <laughs> You're a much smarter man than me, that's for sure. Well, I've been accused of worse. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is sounding so much like a gnome He's right a gnome. now. He's a gnome. Yeah, we, we, we decided this. That is our new canon. He's a half gnome. Um, He's a half gnome, yes. <laughs> so let me, uh, let me paint a bit of a picture here for you. All right. I owe a favor to a private detective. I've been helping her out on one of her cases. Tian woman, yay tall? No, no, no. Um, local, actually. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. How does he know this woman? How does? Yeah, yeah I was, was gonna, gonna say, say is she poking around on this case too? Of course, probably. She is. She's investigating mm. the murders. <laughs> oh, I guess that that does count as. <laughs> yeah. For poking some around. reason, I thought these were separate. For some <laughs> Lord. These are not the murders she's investigating. These There's are additional so murders. murders right now. <laughs> what? There's so oh, many murders. Targo, the murder capital a serial Guarian. killer convention at the Temple of Asmodeus. It's making yep. things very confusing. Yes. <laughs> it's KillCon 2017. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> KillCon 4717. Yes. I mean, there is uh, crime I wish it was a, in the real world. I wish it was yeah. a serial convention as in, like, you know, serial. <laughs> That's the cover. That That's the cover. cover that they actually use is it's a serial, like, Kellogg's. <laughs> serial killer hide material in a serial box on top of your stereo. <laughs> I'm actually working for a private investigator that's local. Uh, she has been investigating um, a number of murders in this area. Mm, I'm aware. Yes. <sighs> I figured you probably would be. There's no easy way to put it, but uh, some of the evidence suggests that one of the people or somebody involved in the crime could possibly be working around here, or at least in this vicinity. So I was wondering if maybe you had seen or heard of somebody that could fit a description. You mean in 
an old Contargo, or do you think that this is a person of interest working here? Could be. A woman saw something happen um, the night of the most recent murder, and what she saw was a man wearing an apron of some style, probably a work apron, and also he smelled heavily of, she put it as rotting milk and urine, Mm. and there's only one place I can think of that smells anything like that. Yes, the smell of industry. Mm. Smells like victory, yes. Sure. Mm. That's what we'll call it. <laughs> it smells like teen spirit? Let's <laughs> uh, hope not. Yeah. I have a bit more of a description than that, too, if it helps. No, right? Um, the person that she described was also... He spoke in a Verician accent and had an odd gait, I think is the way that she put it, as if though... He had trouble controlling one of his le- legs or something like that. I'm not really sure who that could be. I've never heard of such an individual, but I figured I could at least ask. The man nods. Go and have a Nicola roll me a perception. Secret. He knows who it is. He knows exactly who this it's is. It's him. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's if you crit fail. Mm. It's like, I did kill them. He knows! I better kill him before he tells anyone. Vespasio turns his chair sideways. You know, not turning his back to you, but turning to the side, looking out over the, the workspace outside. You can still hear the, the muted din. What, what specifically do you suspect this person of doing? As far as I can tell, and as far as the evidence suggests, murder. At least in one case. Uh, this this uh, this this witness that you mentioned I mean, might might she be mistaken? Uh, uh, perhaps he would just happen to be there. It's not impossible, but she seemed fairly certain, and she had no reason to lie, as far as I can tell. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't assume lie, but I mean, people can make mistakes. That's true, they can. But uh, between that and the smell of cherry tobacco, she seemed pretty certain about what she was smelling that night. Uh, I've barely been able to smell anything but slurk grease for the last 15 years, but... That's um, fair. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, this probably has singed most of whatever you use to smell with. Mm. Your nose? Look, I don't know, your olfactory <laughs> sensors or whatever, I don't know. I'm trying to go further than nose. <laughs> the man furrows his brow, opens a desk drawer, produces a, a metal tin, opens that. You wait for something dramatic, but instead he just takes out a cookie, like a biscuit. <laughs> Okay, I was like, is it cherry tobacco? Because that would be funny. <laughs> Dips the biscuit in his coffee. Ew. I mean, some that's people do that. Thing. Like, I'm talking like more like biscuit. the British type biscuit. Yeah. Oh, like, okay. No, 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 no. Not, not like a okay. American biscuit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he just pulls out a. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. He was like, Country style biscuit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? Dips it in and also coffee. Yeah, it's a little hard tack. He's got to soften it up a little bit. Oh, my God. No, thank you, friend. Yeah, it's like like Rachel said, it's like a biscotti or something. Mm, yeah, you know? that makes a slightly more sense. <laughs> God, Just Jordan, you're fired. Go away. <laughs> he chews on this contemplatively. I'll allow you to roll either diplomacy uh, or your guild lore. Your choice. I'll go with diplomacy as I'm much more charismatic than I am intelligent. <laughs> I Fair feel enough. that. Mm. It's not bad. I roll an 11 for a 21. He finishes the biscuit, pushes the 10 over to offer you one. I'll take one. <laughs> Thank you. It's maple. It's really good. <laughs> that does sound delicious. Uh, maple bar. He turns in the chair, 
rolls it up to the desk, takes his glasses off, sets them down. I know someone who matches that description. Oh. All right. But I can't, I can't imagine this of him. He's, he's quiet, but an unassuming kind of guy. That's what they always say. That, I mean, that is what they always say. But I mean, haven't you watched the Dahmer series yet? I was going to say, he's, mm. he's walking through the true crime interview yes. process. <laughs> Although this, if this was like a true crime or, or like a law and order or something, he'd be like still working the entire time. It's like, yeah, that's I don't have true. time to answer your questions. I'm trying to make ice cream here. <laughs> <laughs> like, just stop doing what you're doing and t- talk to the person. It's okay. We give you dispensation. I, If it makes you feel any better... I would like to be able to talk with them. I don't want to involve the Tatari in this if I, if it comes to anything. Description. It sounds like Varl Rex. Oh, Varl. I know it from a video game. No, Sorry. That, yeah, that's oh, a Horizon Zero Dawn character. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, should I know that person? <laughs> He's the illegitimate son of Varl from Horizon Zero Dawn and Rex from Mass Effect. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, Whoa! <laughs> whoa! <laughs> Krogan. Yep. Yeah, there's a star here's a Starfinder character for you. <laughs> Varwex is uh, he's a talented, a very, very talented tinker. He came on here maybe three years ago. Mm. Uh, exceptionally talented and skilled man. Worked here for a time and still does on occasion. Mm. Uh, less and less recently. Uh, he's somewhat sporadic on his duties. I haven't seen him all week, honestly. Mm-hmm. I've considered reaching out to him, but no, I, I, I've been very busy. He was mm. too busy stalking and killing a lady. I understand, mm. of course. When the new Lord Mayor came to town, um, mm. the Church of Asmodeus did a, a large uh, expansion of things. Apparently, the Lord Mayor was not particularly uh, pleased with the, uh, <laughs> the the Devil's Bell situation. Uh, and so he asked for a couple of, uh, of people skilled with, uh, with the clockworks and mechanics and such to go and take a look at it. Huh. Um, Wex was amongst that number. Yeah, good luck figuring that out. Uh, from what I understand, he was doing rather, rather good work there, and but he was coming home late one night, and uh, he was uh, um, attacked. Attacked. Mm. Someone uh, attacked him in the the streets at night. Um, from what I understand, he he fought him off rather well, although he was uh, injured. Um, he was stabbed in the the leg towards the back of the knee. Mm. Uh, the the priest there at the Temple of Asmodeus, uh, since he was working up there, and I think to maybe uh, keep him from pursuing any legal action pertaining towards uh, the situations it was on Temple Grounds, uh, or near Temple Grounds, hmm. covered the healing, although uh, his uh, said something about a tendon in his leg uh, wasn't reattached properly. Huh. He wore a neck, leg brace after that, and uh, you know, from then on, he was, uh, he was a little bit more... Hmm. Solon, the last last month or so, he's been acting uh, curious. Interesting. Curious how? He was always a, a fastidious man, mm. uh, but his work had become somewhat sloppy. He'd been distracted. He looked hmm. exhausted like he hadn't been sleeping. I don't think he had a haircut or a shave in the better part of a month and a half now. And, hmm. Um I will say that uh, as, as much as I've become accustomed to the smell of slurp grease, uh, it had become somewhat unbearable in his case. I think the, the hygiene had kind of collapsed. I thought maybe he was dealing with something, but uh, when I talked to him, he seemed physically tired, but um, energized. He hmm. said that he'd uh, been pursuing 
new arts. Um, I, I hadn't gotten details from him. The arts of murder. But um, he seemed changed. I know he'd uh, phys- physically he'd been um, obviously working out quite a bit. He's uh, in even such a short time bulked up uh, quite a bit. And Impressive. I, I think maybe some level of paranoia as I'd, uh, I'd seen he was carrying a, a dagger on him. Uh, mm. which is something that he traditionally hadn't done before. I didn't blame him, of course, for it, and we don't have a rule against, uh, you know, that sort of thing here, but... Uh. Do you happen to have any idea who or what may have attacked him? He said it was just a, a street thug. Mm-hmm. I didn't really press uh, a lot on the details. Mm. I mean, old Contargo, Red Roof, eh, the crime has been so rampant in, in the recent months, particularly... So many disruptions to the way things are, are normally done. I know House Thrun said that they came in here to uh, to provide stability, but uh, it seems like they've done anything but. Not, mm. not that I, I mind our, our, our new Lord Mayor. He's, of course... Uh, oh, I mean, I would not dream of saying anything against him. Yes, out loud. Of he, he. <laughs> <laughs> they, bo- they both wink yeah, at each other. Yeah, as I said, they're knowing wink. The issues with uh, export and... Uh, getting supplies and all that, notwithstanding. Mm. I'm sure he's doing a bang-up job. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure somebody's very happy. But um, I guess, really, the only question from here is, do you happen to know where I can find Wex if I needed to talk to him? <sighs> I know. It's asking for a lot. Uh, from what I understand, he was saying in a... Udibus? Udibus. Oh, my God! Always Udemus. So Chesare is like, you know, ear and Raven's ears perk up, and they're like, ah, crap. (laughs) You can't hear this. You're downstairs reading broadsheets. We all have the Han Solo got a bad feeling about this moment. Mm. Yep. (laughs) It's like just a weird feeling came over me. I just shuddered. I don't know why. Maybe it's getting cold. As though a great revelation was given to one of the members of our party. <laughs> I mean, you will know shortly. I'm going to tell you. I mean, you. yeah, yeah. You don't tell anyone. You should keep it to your grave. <laughs> I don't know his exact address inside of the building. Um, I considered right. making a courtesy call call over there, but, uh, well. Understood. Hey, we're friends with the bellboy or the door boy. Look, I... True. I'm sorry to come to you with this. I know that for you... I know a lot of businesses say they treat their employees like family, but for you, it actually means something. And for that, you have my respect. He nods. You know, sort of deflates a little bit. I had high hopes for for Varl. Hmm. He was a good boy. The Vespums have, uh, have, have run this business for five generations. Hmm. You know, although, uh, being, a, being a bachelor myself, I, I suppose I'll be the last, but... I was thinking it would be in, in good hands with the next generation, but it, it seems like I don't know how much longer this business or, or maybe even the city has, has left with the direction things are going. Something may breathe new life into it yet, friend. We'll see. I've heard little birdies on the wind, so uh, <laughs> I mean, hey. people say that someone's doing something in the city, and, and maybe it'll be for the best. You know, Let's somebody so. stop those people over in Red Roof, and, and it may be here, too. So here's hoping for the best. Agreed. Still, thank you for your help. And um, for what it's worth, if he isn't connected to anything and for some reason we're wrong, he'll be fine. We're not going to do anything to him. I know you and I trust you. You're a man of your word. And that uh, can't be said for for many people in this city. So Mm. 
Very few people would say that to me, and for that I also appreciate you. He nods. Makes his way back over the coffee thing, uh, pulls out basically another mug for you to, uh, to take for the road. If you're going to keep burning <laughs> the candle on both ends, you should, uh, should keep Probably your keep the out. fire going. <laughs> yes. All right. Fine. Fair enough. What is this? I don't actually feel the heat at all while I'm holding the mug. Oh, yes, yes, yes. It's uh, it's an insulated thing that they're working on. Hmm. <laughs> Some sort of thing. Thermos. <laughs> it's a good receptacle for slurk juice, too. Ew. Ew. But you can never get that smell and yeah, probably taste out of it. Them. So don't mix them. <laughs> don't confuse them, for God's sake. There's no amount of washing that can Jeez. get out slurk grease. The the blend is uh, is my own blend. Well, I mean, hmm. it's, it, it's imported in from Arcadia, but I've also added my own secret uh, Arcadian extra ingredient. Hmm. It's cocoa. Gives hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you like a mocha. <laughs> well, here's to you, Mr. Vespum. And uh, next time I hope we meet under better circumstances. You know, it's clink smugs with you. Wishes you well. Settles I back down. rush downstairs after I close the door behind me. <laughs> Stepping outside, Sasha. you can... You can see that he doesn't return back to his paperwork. Like, even as you're walking out, you look up and you can just see him there with his furrowed brow, just you know, rubbing oh, his chin guy. and staring Aww, we down. We have to find him a nice apprentice person. Yeah. And then, you know. <laughs> we have to solve everyone's problems. We, we do. do. Okay. This is another side quest. <laughs> We're the protagonists. We must do this. <laughs> Nicolo, you make your way out with uh, all due haste. Yes. Stepping back out onto the, uh, the city street. I the, kind of uh, motioned to everybody, though I don't know if anybody else saw anything while I was gone, so. Not particularly checking around it, you know, everyone's going about their business as yeah. usual. Um, Cesare reading in the broadsheets, you see, uh, you know, one very small article complaining about the raise in taxes and three articles talking about how they're going to be great for business. Uh-huh. Mm. I mean, you got to yeah. have both yes, sides, because tariffs right? have always been great for business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Traditionally, yes, always great. 100% of the time. Democracy dies. That's yeah. it, just democracy dies. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> at any yep. rate you gotta have the democracy first which we don't <laughs> no we're here to kill democracy we're gonna go fight Andorin uh, ah, fair fair I like to think so. that that's the pamphlet put out by uh, the Shadow Square Temple of Zonkathon just democracy oh, dies in darkness it just has a completely different meaning there <laughs> as in we will create the darkness in which democracy dies <laughs> which we should <laughs> Uh, Nicolo, yeah, making your way out into the street. I imagine as the the rest of you are kind of waiting, and again, Nicolo stands out. <laughs> you can bit. see him kind of glancing around, giving all of you this, you know, that that Ross look that yeah, he's doing right now, which is the, the big yeah. eyes, like, just, oh god, like, get over here, don't he's make me yell. The look of I found something out. Please follow me as I exit this place. Gesturing wildly <laughs> around, spilling coffee everywhere. Uh-huh. Not uh-huh. as much as you'd think, though. The mug is the mug's lid is actually really good. <laughs> I should have gone so I could have had coffee. Uh, I assume you quickly. Uh, I mean, yes. honestly, you can just yes, duck around the corner from here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Nicolo seems frantic. Distraught. Yes. All right, I have um, found out a few things. All right. We go over it very quickly. First of all, the man we're looking for is a man by the name of Veril Wex. Um, okay. He is a local. Um, he lives currently in the Iodamus tenements. Cesare turns around and starts walking down the street. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> you know? Nope, we grabbed Cesare so he can't walk down the street until we have the whole plan. Grab him by the cloak. 
That's where he lives. I don't have an exact address is the problem. So we're going to have to figure out which one of the apartments is actually we're his. We're friends with the little boy. If he smells that bad, that little boy's going to know him. Probably. That's very good point. Uh, there's a few other things that we should probably know going into this. Mm. The first is that the strange gate is a recent development. He was attacked about a month and a half ago at the Temple of Asmodeus by huh. what he described as a street thug. I doubt that, right? That's weird. I find that unlikely, but that's all that I was able to get. Mm. Mm. Apparently, the temple healed him for free mm. in an attempt to cover up um, any sort of potential that's legal action. Hmm. Why did the Temple of Asmodeus care that this man was attacked? Apparently, he works there to fix the devil bells. I don't think you can actually fix the devil bells. No, with all good luck, they've only been trying to do that for a century. But do you remember <laughs> the bells? Yeah. I feel like something happened there that may have... Apparently, he was not always this way. He was generally just a very quiet, fastidious sort of man. But after working at the temple, he started developing odd behavior. And after the attack, it became worse. Mm. Mm. So something, I think, is connected there. But I Well, there are devils and undead wandering the halls. Vampire. Potentially. I, apparently, he doesn't show up at uh, the artisans much anymore. Very rarely. Maybe well, it's once probably because he's stalking people in the night. Probably. Although part of it is also he does have another job, basically, working mm. at the temple. Okay. So, yeah. Um, he apparently, he does carry a dagger on him at all times. I mean, as far as what we're dealing with is his ability to attack folks. I I've mean, got. based on the fact of what we've seen in this town, everybody should be carrying a dagger. Mm. I mean, I, for, I I think it's just more to let you know that we're not probably dealing with a stand-up-and-fight warrior. We're dealing with somebody who slinks in the background, stabs you in the back, and then runs off. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, no, I agree, though. I mean, if you're Unless not armed Unless he's just a weird days, guy. He could just be a weird guy. He's perfectly not a murderer. Could be. It's possible. It's the best lead we have. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, let's go see if we can ask that kid if he knows about a guy that smells like, uh... I should just kind of motions toward, yes. Yeah. Towards Nicolo right now, as he just got out of the building. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Apparently, tomato sauce takes this out fairly well. Or was that huh. skunks? It should be anything acidic should get rid of the smell, but you need a lot of it. Hmm. All anyway. right. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be, we use uh... lemons when the stench of bodies got too bad at the temple. Hmm. It looks like that's going to be future Nicola's problem. <laughs> <laughs> All right. At any rate, we do need to go, I think. Yeah. We go. Yeah, yep. Cesare's uh, uh, yeah. walking very quickly. Maybe mm -hmm. we'll get lucky and he'll be asleep. I mean, he yeah. could just be out, too. Suddenly though. grab Cesare's cloak so he can't outpace us because he is a lot faster than us. <laughs> yep. That is actually true. Yeah. I think you are the fastest faster member than us. Yeah. <laughs> you make good time navigating through the city streets. Of course, he would be at the Utibus Tenements. Approaching the building, uh, I imagine, especially in uh, in Cesare's case. Although, again, I don't think uh, I don't think Lucia or Nicolo have been here before, despite the fact nope. that the group has I come here not. on numerous occasions. Individuals of the party have. Yeah. However, now you feel like you're approaching the building in a completely new light uh, as you make your way through here, through the through the dense, crowded streets. As you make your way closer, uh, honestly, the streets aren't necessarily crowded in the populous crowded way so much as the buildings themselves crowd in 
It's mm. only now that you're in pursuit of potentially a murderous serial killer that you're really as aware of how narrow these streets are, how many blind turns there are as you make your way through the uh, the streets where the buildings have just kind of naturally evolved and grown. Mm. It's enough to make you a little claustrophobic, even if you're not. Mm. As you begin to approach towards the Udemus Cinemas, you see again the building is one of the taller structures in Old Cantargo, built st- or sturdily of the same uh, uh, red brick construction that is commonly used in the Red Roof District. You do not see the uh, the young man that you'd run into previously. That makes me very upset. However, on the uh, the front porch is a uh, rickety old chair. Uh, this rickety old gray chair, and seated upon that is an elderly woman. Uh, who mm-hmm. is in the process of just uh, occasionally glancing up from her knitting as she uh, clacks the needles back and forth, back and forth. I'm assuming that's the landlady. Cesare probably has seen her before. You have seen this woman before. Um, you have not talked to her. Uh, your sister-in-law uh-huh. does not have kind things to say about this woman. The woman is an elderly woman. Her exact age is difficult to tell. Her hair is taken on that snow-white coloration. It has that certain volume that older women sometimes have with the, can't think of a phrase other than fluffy, but that's not actually, I think, Mm. an accurate (laughs) phrase for it. Her hair is held back by a large orange bandana that covers the top of her head, uh, and she wears large gold earrings which drape down on either side of her face. Mm. Uh, Despite the obvious quality of the jewelry here, her clothing is of a fashion that was fashionable when Adria was young. Oh. Yeah, okay. So you're not entirely, but again, she just seems to be wearing clothing that is uh, is quite out of date, uh, although well-maintained. Mm. She has uh, one of those natural squinting gazes where it looks like she is constantly judging, particularly any time that she sees a child walk so much as anywhere near her building. Mm. Uh, she just watches them pass. Children with their rocks. Yep. Uh, judging by the way that the uh, the children are very quiet and uh, respectful in reach of her, uh, or at the very least in short distance, you get the feeling that she has a an earned reputation amongst the youth of this area. Mm. Many a bruised earlobe, you imagine. Mm. Mm. Yeah, but once Cesare sees her outside, he'll come up to a halt. And that is the landlady. Kalanis has unkind things to say about her. I doubt she will tell us anything. Well, maybe we'll open up asking about Kreis, the grandson. It's worth a shot. We did buy him new shoes. We're not going to bring that up because she might be sensitive. Fair. I'm going to go upstairs and check on Kalanis if you all wish to engage with the... Cesare says something rather nasty and elvish. Mm, <laughs> yeah, judging. I don't speak that, but okay. Yeah, I don't either. But, I, I assume Vittoria kind of <laughs> smirks because she speaks it. That's what the Kalanis calls her, old woman. So uh, have fun with that. All right. I love an old lady. Uh, any of those of you wish to may make me a society check if you so wish. I would also allow for a lore contargo. I will make a society, society. check. Society. So to say, with enough people that all are trained in, at least in society, I hope somebody knows something. I think <laughs> Kalenis may. I think Kalenis may have the right of uh, her personality. I don't know how helpful she's going to be, but perhaps if we treat her with respect, she may treat us with respect and kind. Mm-hmm. Always worth a shot to be polite. I mean, worst case scenario, we still get nothing. Yeah, true. Well, we'll go in with low expectations then. <laughs> Now that's how I like to no, operate. <laughs> I guess we'll go approach her then. Yeah. 
Cesare will incline his head at the woman and make his way inside the building. She glances up, nods to you. You know, again, she has that resting kind of, uh, for lack of a better term, stink face. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yep. But you're you're definitely not a child, so at the very <laughs> least, she's willing to give you a little bit of respect. Yeah. <laughs> she has a look that I can only describe as uh, older hobbits looking at Gandalf when he arrives. In. Mm, <laughs> yeah. I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> Disturber of the peace. Ms. Botve. Is there anything I can do for the the lot of you today. I'm afraid we do not have any availabilities at this time. Mm. Oh, that's okay. I just wanted to, you know, we have a friend in the building and I just wanted to compliment you on your didn't. It looks great. What are you making? A dog sweater. Do you have Hmm. a dog? No. (laughs) Are you making a sweater? (laughs) And a cute businesswoman, perhaps. Because, you know, dogs are popular right now. I have to sit out here and keep an eye on things. Mm. She has to, you guys. <laughs> it's required. <laughs> so I assumed while I was doing it, I would do this. All right. How's, I mean, uh, how's Kayan doing? Chris. Chris? How's Chris doing? Belligerent and unruly. Boys. Uh, <laughs> I raised one myself. They're like that. I, I swear this is going to be a Mrs. Trunchbull situation. Uh, She's yeah. going to warm up. I feel like you two are about the same age at the very least. <laughs> yeah, she's 90. <laughs> Probably. Nobody actually knows, like, how old she is. Oh, fair. Okay. This <laughs> is secret information. He's like, no one knows. She's always just been old. Little <laughs> do you know, she's, like, she's half elf, but she doesn't have the ears for some reason. <laughs> it's lost inside the hair. It's one of those little old ladies that's been a little old lady as long as anyone can freaking remember, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Oh, well. Um, you know, just curious, but uh, do you happen to know a guy that lives here that smells like, uh, I mean, it's a real unpleasant smell. You know, these young men these days. <laughs> it's uh, it's like moldy cheese and and urine. I thought you were here to visit someone. I am, but they live next, like, kind of near this guy, and I was hoping to know who that is so I could bring him some soap. Because, you know, these young men, they just never learned proper maybe that they need to take care of themselves. Adria starts digging through her mom bag. I know. <laughs> so from there. I know. Yeah, it comes standard of the adventures yep. kit now. I, I love the <laughs> fact true. that you're taking like probably the like the least reference item from like the entire like so- beginner's adventure pack and <laughs> using it right now. The woman, as you go ahead and make me a diplomacy check. I will. <laughs> yeah. You were not overly polite. Nor did you flatter her, nor did you bribe her. Hey, so just I a straight up diplomacy. Her knitting. Yeah, she you complimented her knitting. the knitting. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think she cares about the knitting. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I'm not very diplomatic. I roll it. Do Ooh, you have point. a hero point? I will hero point it. <laughs> oh, it's always it an even decision. episode. We all got an a even hero number point. episode. Everyone's Yay. got a hero point. <laughs> oh, oh, there 20 we go. for yeah. a 29. Very it was nice. a two. Now we got ourselves. From a two to a 20, baby. Ten times as much. We're bonding over boys being ridiculous. Hmm. The woman glances towards the door, glances back towards all of you, takes a quick second to dart her eyes about the city street before she leans in, leans in in a way that immediately makes you aware of a kindred soul. Yes. One might even say (laughs) a gossip. (laughs) (laughs) It's story time. (laughs) You mean the clock boy. Oh, is that what he does? No, something with clocks or cogs or gears or something. Mm. When I was young, I dated one of those 
Vespum boys. When mm. was that? Nicola almost wants to ask. Oh, I bet you, uh, uh, I bet you had your choice of them boys. No, there were there were a lot of them then. There's only one now, that young Vespasio. Mm. <laughs> you know, young. Uh, yeah, he's still single. And ready to mingle? <laughs> oh, I'm not interested in dealing with another man. Nah, fair, not after fair. my seventh husband. <laughs> oh, my God. I understand. Oh what happened to them? Did she black widow them? <laughs> she just outlived them all. Who knows? Yeah. She may have just outlived them all. Also true. One day she was adventuring down in uh, Rahadum and chugged down an elixir of, uh, of immortality. Who knows? <laughs> awesome. Duvia. It's one of those northern Gurundi countries. Mm. No, I, I know the man. He's a... Good lad, I suppose. Pays his rent every month on time. Oh, but that smell. He should wash his clothes when he gets back from work or leave them there and bring a change of clothes. That's what I've suggested to him. But mm-hmm. children these days, they don't listen to anything. They're all uh, slurk, grease this, and devil worship that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, back in my day, that devil worship stuff was just not as popular. No, no, no. It was much easier when this was under proper rulership. Oh, wow. wow. So she's the like uh, over 100 years old. I nod with her. Like, I understand. He is a paying tenant, so. I just want to leave him a gift basket. Maybe it'll be another subtle hint. You know, sometimes, well, subtle's maybe not the best way to go about it with these young boys these days. But uh, you've already talked to him about leaving his clothes, so I'll talk to him about proper laundering. Hmm. Less all of us have to deal with the smell, the better. Plus, if he ever does leave, you don't want the smell to be lingering in the apartment. Mm. Mm. Womanize you. I eye the critical success that you got on that skill check. Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> His room's 303. 303. Oh, okay. I'll see if I can help. You know. He's out at the moment, but uh, you can go ahead and just slide a message under the door if you like. Oh, perfect. Well, you know, you have a good day out here. Hopefully these... Uh, Ruffians, I kind of motion toward the children playing. <laughs> you know, mind them, Anna's. Wasn't Kalanis like in 302 or 302. something like that? Oh my god. Yep. <laughs> right next door. That wasn't even a lie. Oh my gosh. Why? Rick, Rick, how long have you that been waiting for this? That was intentional. 100% <laughs> long, on purpose. Long time. You did mention yep. a smelly man in a leather apron. Yeah! Oh god, there's a map. The foreshadowing. in front of the Udemus Well, I mean, Cesare already went in. Yes. I don't know. Kalanis has a really weird work schedule since she's not at the opera house anymore, so he would probably be knocking on her door about this time. Well, we uh, say our goodbyes to our new friend. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm Adria, by the way. Nerla. But most people just call me old woman Botev. No so wonder she's polite. mad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you want to be called? Oh, I have earned old woman. <laughs> I mean, if, if what right. you said is correct and she's like over 100, yeah, she's definitely earned it. Well, you have a good day. The woman nods. Um, I suppose you make your way in, mm-hmm. uh, finding Cesare up on the uh, the third floor as he's been. Uh, well, I, actually, honestly, Cesare probably has a key, so probably let himself yeah. in, looked around and went, oh, okay, well, she's not here. Do we know Kalanis's apartment number? I mean, I don't. Yep, nope. I don't know. We'll just go to the murderer guy's house and be like, maybe we'll see him on the way. And then we see Cesare like unlocking the door and we just like point to the door like (laughs) this one. How did you know where he lives? Cesare's expression goes completely blank. He's he's right there. apartment. Oh, well, this is. Oh, no way. (laughs) Kalenis lives next door to this guy. 
Cesare pulls out his lockpicks and approaches the other door. Well, okay. He is not here, so that is an appropriate response. Otherwise, we would have just knocked. Jeez, this has gotten so... All of us are leaning back like, what? I know. Wild. Not only the same building, the same floor. Right Right next door. door. How does she not smell the smell? Well, like she again, Rick does. said that. Yeah, she we probably didn't does. Exactly. Consult Kalanis. I mean, that's true. Mm-hmm. I mean, Cesare actually now that he's here might have remembered her mentioning my new neighbor smells gross. Mm. But you know why he wouldn't have put why? Well, would he when you say smells in, you know? gross, you yeah. might think like smells like any B.O. or things. something, yeah. not yeah. like you know, I mean, or like uh, smells of a slaughterhouse or any number of other places yeah. in the city, yeah. like so smells of dead fish. Maybe he's a and fisherman. Yeah. He did, Rick did mention that he said That's Cesare so walked past a guy who mm. smelled awful and wore a leather apron in the hallway. That is so mm-hmm. funny. This is uh, another wow. classic. We have Rick to find this guy immediately before my sister-in-law is murdered. Well, if he's a smart serial killer, he's not going to kill right next door. Depends. <laughs> well, the problem that we're running into, though, is that for some reason he feels compelled to do this, perhaps because of a devotion to Norgaber. I'm wondering if he's possessed or something. Maybe. Well, what it, what would have attacked him on a temple ground, except for some sort of maybe at some sort of creature or mm. spirit? Well, it was outside the temple, so it, it was wasn't technically necess- outside. But it was on the temple yeah. grounds. Yeah, is what the ladies. It was yeah. it was in proximity to the temple. And they cared assuming to that he told him. the truth. Also, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, he could have lied. But I mean, he could have. But and if the temple healed him, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. And he's working. Like, on I don't those know spells. why he would lie to Vespum, but it's possible he did. He just may not have told him. Norgaber's yeah, thing is, not. you know, secrets, right? That's true. That's if it's still the Norgaber angle at this point. Well, you said father. True. It's hard I to mean, know. Yeah. I mean, that is a title, but it's also, I still think don't, maybe some of the priests still, might, hood still might use that as a title. I don't know. For so, Asmodeus? I don't know. Like I said, yeah, you know. I don't, yeah. I don't exactly mm. know how they would... Uh, because his epi- epitaph is what the dark pr- or the prince of lies. Yeah, but this isn't really the mo of Asmodeus so much. There, it's very much more Norgaber. Yeah, mm. we'll likely find out one yeah. way or another soon. Yeah, mm. hopefully, <laughs> let's hope we do. It's all a red herring. So actually, this guy has nothing to do with it. He Be just smells heck real of a bad. red herring that well, Rick even so foreshadowed. Buff? I was like mm. werewolf. He got buff real fast. Yeah, because they did say it was like abnormally quick that that happened. I mean, you know, steroids. Special yeah. Norgaber steroids. <laughs> Norgaroids. Norgabor. Norgabroids. Oh, no. Yeah, at first the description actually made me think Ogrekin, but mm. as we got on, I was like, no, no. I mean, you have to be, to be born Ogrekin, though. Well, yeah, no. That's. that's I, Before we knew about this attack angle, it was. Oh, I yeah. was thinking. Oh, Ogrekin, yeah, yeah. But. Hmm. I love a mean, gossipy old lady. <laughs> And There's seven yeah. husbands. Yeah, the, the literal description is like any city, Kentargo has its fair share of cantankerous elders. Yet to those <laughs> who live in the district of old Kentargo, none seem more cantankerous or elderly than Nerla <laughs> Botve, owner of one of the city's oldest tenement houses. Old woman <laughs> No one's quite sure exactly when she was born and none in town can remember her as a younger woman. <laughs> Whatever her actual age is, she remains spry, energetic, and quick to distrust anyone who doesn't pay her rent. I love the idea that there are elves in this city that are like, she was old when I got here. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, Chesteray's like, I remember old woman Bote. <laughs> I suppose you make your way upstairs. Uh, found Ches- find Chesteray just exiting back out of the uh, Planus's home. After having a mild heart attack, you know. Mm. 
circling around, you make your way over. Uh, again, the the Udemus tenement is a uh, a wide building. Ascending up the stairs, you reach the landing, which kind of circles around. There's a total of four rooms on each floor of this, as you find yourselves now up on the third floor, going in a way that maybe infuriates some people um, in a uh, odds-even manner. So basically, mm. the uh, when you reach the top of the stairs, uh, rooms number two and four are on one side and one and three on the other side. Ah, and yes. I hate that. It's, it's like my apartment, fun. actually. Hotel, hotel way of doing that. Yeah. God, I hate that. But making your way over, I suppose Cesare pulls out his uh, his luck picks, since I think he's still the highest uh, thievery skill in the party. He yeah. is, I believe. I have an eight. So. I've got a, yeah, I've got a six. Uh, Cesare rolls a six, but that does give him a 20. Cesare, you make your way forward. Lean down, look over this. Pick, 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 pick. With a 20. So, no, unfortunately, that is just a failure. Oh, wow. Oh. That's a good lock. I will give it to Cesare that he can tell that the uh, the inner workings of this lock, the outer face is the same, mm. but the lock itself seems to be newer. Yeah, he, he made went lock. in and changed the lock. Almost like mm-hmm. someone exceptionally skilled with mechanical mm. devices upgraded mm-hmm. the lock to this door. Imagine uh, that. That's not suspicious at all. Raven pulls out a little uh, handkerchief and like wipes Cesare's brow. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I rolled an 11 for a 26. Okay. Mm-hmm. Barely succeeds. You'll need to go all ahead right. and roll again. Because oh, it is I a complex lock. Yeah. It requires multiple checks. Yeah. Oh, oh my. Okay, so that's one success. I roll a seven for a 19, which is probably a critical failure. So that's just a regular old failure. So go ahead and bounce it again. For a 19 for a 31. There we go. 31 Mm. succeeds and it's not a critical success, but it does succeed. Good gracious. Do I need to keep rolling? How many pins does this lock have? Probably a lot. (laughs) I'm imagining that's what each of these is, is getting the pins to stick, you know? Is knock a spell in 2E? It is. I'm pretty sure it it is. is. But it's a higher <laughs> level than I have. All right. So that's a 12 for 26. All right. The third tumbler falls into place. Heather, you want to be real mad? Hmm. Uh, knock is a second level arcane spell. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy one when we leave here. I was going to say, if ever, there was a, if ever there was a lock to use knock on, good gracious. Oh, it doesn't even automatically unlock it, though. It just gives you a bonus to opening it. Mm. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Really? That would help right now. Uh, but anyway, four, yeah. I rolled That's an eight for a 22. A 22 is a failure. Oh, my God. This, this is a freaking. I'm keeping an yep. eye out to see if, uh, like, on the, I'm going to meander my, over my next to the stairs. My favorite thing ever would be if Kalanis walks up and just sees us kneeling at her. And we're just like, <laughs> we all just like put our, put our finger over our lips and just like, go, you see nothing. Nicolo <laughs> just slowly starts like tapping his crowbar. Like I could break it open. 18 for 32. A 32 is a success. And after four successes, it finally is a good lock. as you wow, pop the lock, that's a good last lock. lock into place. The Raven reminds me to buy a knock spell when I leave here. The sad thing is, mechanically speaking, it's an average lock. Mm. Wow, oh, that's wee. only an average lock? Holy Locks cow. are a lot more difficult oh, to Oh, that's right, now. they are, yeah. Mm. All right. Eventually, well. there's the final click as the uh, the last of the tumblers, as uh, as it's basically, to pick the lock, it's two actions every turn. So it's almost a full minute of Cesare just going, frickin' frick. 
Swearing at, at Elvish, probably letting out a few infernal swears there too. The longest minute ever as we're all yep. just like waiting for Adrian somebody to like, come. I'll for like real world lock picking, it does take a while, but yeah. yeah Frickin' Frick is actually Elvish. It is the worst profanity in Elvish. <laughs> <laughs> this may be a bit uh, late to point this out, but we don't know where this individual is. So we probably have very few minutes to, in this room. Just all right. Well, let's go. Um, Nikolos starts moving in because I do have trap finder. So if something, good. oh yes, he he would be the kind to not only get a good lock but also yeah. trap his apartment. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll join everybody since we're in. Yeah, we're I in. don't know. I think we should keep someone as a lookout. I was thinking about locking him. his door and then like doing if there's some sort of internal lock. Okay, yeah, but then he probably knows how to unlock it. What are we gonna do? Hide in his apartment? I leave out a window. It's only on the, We're third, on the floor. third floor. On the There's third floor. A fire We're not escape. Doing that. We'll see. Are you kidding me? No. Raven have a fire can escape. hang out in the hallway, and if we hear her meowing loudly, you know. She needs to hang know. out by the stairs. Yeah. Raven can hang out by the stairs, and if we hear her yowling, you know. All right. That'll work. I'm on the case. Oh, <laughs> that, that means I do need to be in disguise, don't I? <laughs> But then she means no disguise as she wiggles out of her costume. Oh. <laughs> Sadness. We'll have to get you a hat later. No no uh, detective raven right now. Mm. There's a tiny table with uh, two chairs by a large set of uh, windows that overlooks the courtyard outside. So she trots her way over there, hops up in the, uh, the chair on the left, which is the one that's in the sunlight, kind of curls up and just watches the Don't front. fall asleep. She gives you a look like I would never. Yeah, okay. Yawns and stretches. <laughs> yeah. Ten seconds later. <laughs> yeah. But yes, head, let Niccolo lead the way in with his trap finding. Mm-hmm. You open the door. Everyone make me a quick perception that's making their way in. Oh, boy. All of you make your way in. Adria coming in last as she steps around from where she was looking down the stairs follows uh, as you pile into the apartment. Uh, Adria, as you step forward, as the rest of the group's just kind of like paused as they make their way in, you do notice something immediately curious. Hmm. As you turn and made your way over here, dropped free from the the door frame, basically seemingly wedged into the door was a tiny piece of black twine Ah, that had drifted gently down to the floor and rest in the door frame. So hmm. you know if somebody opened the door. Adria picks that up. Well, he's going to know if someone was in here. Unless we put it in ourselves. Mm. Well, I mean, isn't he going to already kind of know that somebody lock-picked his... If he's looking. I mean, he's not going to know who it was, so he's just going to know somebody might be onto him, or maybe somebody decided to steal his stuff. Oh, I should make it look like somebody stole his stuff? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I'm not going to actually... I think we went from a nice covert infiltration into, let's just ransack the place. Then he can There's a kitty outside the window. (laughs) We'll get to that in a second. Uh, So, uh, Adrian, are you closing the door back behind you? Uh, yeah. There's no, a kitty wait. outside the window that is correct. I almost close it. I leave it a little open so that we can hear the, the kitty meows. Yeah. We don't want to spend the action to have to open it again either to get out of here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you step forward into a, a large room. Take a couple of seconds to glance about this as you've uh, now entered into what you believe to be the, uh, the lair of a serial killer responsible for multiple murders. That we're just breaking and throughout entering. Throughout the entire... Or you're just breaking and entering. But either way, you'll figure that out next time. Oh, jeez. Oh, 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 oh
I'll leave everyone to spend two weeks of thinking about what could possibly be in here. Oh. It's like, is this a room full of, like, doll heads? Is it? <laughs> Find the Path Ventures is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Hell's Rebels is copyright 2015. Hell's Rebels and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission. Find the Path Ventures have converted Hell's Rebels from Pathfinder to Pathfinder 2nd Edition. Conversion notes are available to our Patreon backers at patreon.com backslash findthepath.